calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. My name is Gav Murphy and today on my left is... Alex Simmons. That's Sorry, right. I was waiting for you to introduce me. <laughs> no, I never do that. I always, I always ask the other people to introduce because then... I'm ready. I'm if ready. this is the first time you've ever heard the podcast, you know instantly that is the sound of Alex Simmons. This is the sound of Alex Simmons, yes. Similarly, what is the sound Roy of... Roy Bowers! There you go. That's mine, yeah. <laughs> I was the opposite. I'm fast into the beat always of Always. Well, you, you knew it was coming. Yeah, I also had a coffee before lunch, so... Did you? Full-on attack mode today, I sit next to you now, and I've seen you have about four coffees today. It's the new coffee machine. It's so good. It's also, amazing. Also free. Also free, which yeah. is a plus. And it's not those little horrible pods anymore. It actually brews the coffee. Hey, do not diss Nespresso. Oh, pods. I'm dissing it. It's it wasn't awful. Nespresso last time, was it? What was it? It was Nespresso. Those horrible, horrible coffee. little sour pods. Charlotte uh, got an Nespresso machine for Christmas, and it is exceptional coffee. Did you buy it? No. Uh, no, well, I did buy it, but then I bought you it have to on say behalf that, of her mum and dad. Oh, uh, okay, right. Is it the same pods that we had in the old office? No, they're little, aren't they? It's the pod. <laughs> pod. The same pod? pod? The same uh, pod? No, because they were discs, weren't they? Yeah, they yeah, were. I didn't, I didn't like the look of those. No. Nothing, in, nothing in disc form is ever tasty, is it? Uh, not pizza. true. Oh, no, those pizza. candies, those little foam discs. Pizza, what was I thinking? The, oh, right. Like you those? Yeah. yeah, the with the sugar they're in the middle. disgusting. Nah, I like them. They're good. They've got no flavour. The sherbet has flavor. The the this doesn't. Yeah. Ooh, no. They would be so low on my list of sweets. But, <laughs> but we'll next week, later. list of sweets. Speaking of sweets and things you can watch <laughs> while eating sweets. <laughs> right? Netflix. Seamless. Seamless. <laughs> seamless. I was tr- like trying to jump in with a point that we could have talked on, but it just weren't happening. Um, so over the weekend, it seems like uh, Netflix spunked a load of new trailers up for their really cool shows that are coming out. Yeah. And shows that are coming back as well. Um, loads of cool stuff coming up in 2016 we actually when we were looking at um, TV shows to look forward to in 2016 which I believe no you went on that podcast but we did talk about like some of the Netflix stuff coming up and two of the things that I did mention Mm. are on my list but there's also loads of other stuff as well so I think really just recently Jessica Jones come back for a second season which is kind of new but they've dated it now it's coming back at the end of the year but also as well as Daredevil season 2 there's definitely going to be a Punisher spinoff and we haven't even seen the Punisher and Daredevil yet, so they're that. I know they're that, that confident. confident that we're mm-hmm. going to love that 
sort of thing of the Punisher. And the thing about Netflix sure. is that, I don't know, they've definitely, it feels like they've got a bit of a golden touch at the minute. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and especially with the kind of stuff that I like. Mm. I, I can't think of a Netflix show that I've watched recently that hasn't quite delivered. Master of None. I've not seen it. Yeah, that I wasn't was a fan. Awful. But you know what? A lot of people do love they, that. They, I have so many friends who are like, I said, you know, I've, I watched two episodes and yeah. I just thought it was bad. And they were like, you got to watch three. And I'm like, no, I don't because I don't like it. And I've watched two. And I'm like, unless it just changes its tone completely, there's no point. Yeah, me, me and Krupa, like it wasn't actually in the Rebel base we recorded, but me and Krupa got, it wasn't an argument, but it was like a, a debate about like, I said I, I'd watched quite a lot of like, you know, first or second episodes of stuff. And if I don't like it mm-hmm. about the second episode, then I then I stop watching. And Krupa was like, well, what, if it, what if it gets better? Like episode eight. I was like, mate. Eight yeah. hours for something to get good, like I would say, episode eight. That's quite a long way. Yeah, into it. yeah. it's like it's the finale episode. Yeah. Wait, you gotta watch the finale. Like, TV, I do think two two episodes. That's, that's not a fair a lot. try. Do you think? No, no that's a fair try. That's two hours, man. I, I think of a TV show. That's, yeah, that's if a, a TV show can't convince me in two in his first two episodes that it's going to be good, I'm mm. out. I think I think I'm well within my reason. To, yeah, no, to I, I completely agree with you. Unless there is a point that the third one is some huge crazy twist and everyone's raving about the third episode. Yeah, I don't mind. But unless then, the third episode. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's some really good stuff coming back. But also lots of awesome stuff starting. Mm-hmm. So we picked some of our favorite stuff coming in 2016. Yeah, I'll kick off then um, with Love because that's coming out February 19th, and that's a Judd Apatow comedy series with Jillian Jacobs, who was in Community, uh, and a new guy who I only know from uh, Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. But he looks like he looks funny. You look at him; he looks like a nerd. He's quite funny to look. at. He looks funny. He's, He's funny to look at. <laughs> he looks I'm not funny. sure there's a message I like, we want to be uh, promoting on this no, podcast. I, I mean, He's got I, three eyes. He's all right. I, I can see if you look at someone like that, you'd be like, Yeah, that guy, guy looks funny. Oh, wait, I'd does he wear him. glasses? Yeah, wears glasses. Nerd. That's yeah. f- wow. <laughs> wrong crowd. <laughs> wrong, wrong crowd. <laughs> um, but there's a bunch of new clips and trailers, and there's a couple of bits um, in the clips and the trailer that really made me laugh out loud. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of about like, it's, it sounds like something we've seen before, whereas, you know, it's about like young people and dating and that kind of culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like stoners, which, uh, you know, Judd Apatow does really well. But it does look really, really fun. Mm. And I think like some of his girls episodes were really, really good. So if they can kind of keep that sort of level of realism, it could be quite good. It seems like it's a little bit more silly than girls and other stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I think like 40-year-old version is where he was like at his best. Yeah. That was an amazing like, movie. When he had like, you know, 40-year-old version, like knocked up. When he was doing people who are really down to earth and kind of, you could kind of really so relate relatable. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally just living everyday lives. And they yeah. caught up. Even like the conversations, the back and forth. Is yeah, just, like Freaks and so Geeks natural. and stuff as well. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Like that was when he was at his best. And then, you know, moving on when you've got stuff like This Is 40 and... Um, I didn't and think that was very good. It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and it's and uh, and train wreck as well. Like, oh. you know, funny bits. But they're people who I just think I do not relate to your life at no. all. And like, especially no. if you, as someone, right, this is forty should have been right up your street, really, because it's like you know, it's about people. He's thirty-five. What yeah. are you? <laughs> but like talking about like you know having kids and things like that. That was yeah, the kind exactly. of humor for it's it. At, at my point in life. Exactly. But, yeah. But, and but then, as you said, it's completely unrelated. I, would, yeah. I also found like they were a funny couple in Knocked Up. Yeah. But having a whole film based around them bickering mm. and arguing is like, oh my god, I've just had enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, just get me. Out. I'm trying to get away from that. I'd want to see more of that. Yeah, um, but it looks re- it looks really really good. I'm I'm really excited by it. Um, Julian Jacobs can sometimes be annoying, but then when she's really funny on Community, like she is the best thing on that. So I think yeah. I'm looking forward to that. 
What's nice. yours, Rory? Mine, I'll go for my comedic one first, Staying okay. True, which is a new show called Flaked, which is starring uh, Will Arnett um, playing a self-help guru. This looks awful. What? <laughs> is this the, the one that's based in like Venice Beach or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I read that and I thought, uh, Rory Powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like this this bum that lives in Venice Beach. Well, that's like, right. I'm giving up that vibe. That's not what I was going for. Um, but it's, it's done with... Um, one of the, the creative developers with the rest of development. Yeah. And, you know, Will Arnett is one of the funniest characters in that show. So I'm hoping maybe they take some of Job's tendencies and characteristics and speaking mannerisms and bring it over to this show. Fingers crossed. Like, I, I don't... Anytime I've seen Will Arnett in something, even if it's something I don't like, I always still like Will Arnett. He just seems... I've watched, I've watched more pilots of... I, yeah, I, I think this is f- easy to say. I've watched more pilots of his, of shows that have got cancelled than any other... Like comedy actor, are you think. saying he's Will Arnett's cursed? No, I'm not saying he's cursed. I'm just saying he's, he's a more, really, really he's funny more guy. More than hit, but but then like BoJack Horseman, he's amazing in that. Yeah. Um, mm. But then I th- I'm not sure how much he's actually involved with that. I think he just voices it. I'm not sure. In BoJack Horseman, um, yeah, yeah. I think but so. I kind of think like, did you did you like season four of Arrested Development? Uh, I liked I was a bit easier on it than I think a lot of other people were a lot of people tore it apart and I think there were good parts but obviously problems but I did enjoy it yeah overall I, th- I think like I don't know I'm, I'm looking for I hope it's really good yeah but I, I feel like control and like rules and boundaries is what made Arrested Development and that guy Mitch you don't think he'll it? necessarily have it if he's and I don't know, think like, I think that's what Arrested Development season 4 was missing like when they like given free reign <laughs> It, yeah, they can just do anything you want, and I don't know. Yeah, you kind of you work really well within the confines of your thing, and I, I think they're a good example of that. But anyway, could we? Could we? I'm right? excited. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. <laughs> well, basically, the one, one that you picked is the wrong one to pick. But well yeah. done. Okay, well, good to know. <laughs> but it could I'll just grab the second one too as well. Then yeah, Will on Will on is brilliant in, in everything that he's in, even in. Even in the shit stuff, he's still really good in it. Yeah, I find him pretty funny. Although I didn't see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, so I can't speak for that. I didn't. I really want to see it. Apparently, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Was he okay in it? Uh, put it this way. He didn't stand out. So, okay. nothing, But at the same time, nothing about that movie stood out. Yeah. yeah. But either in a good or bad way. It was okay. just a absolutely watchable film. Yeah. But Enough to get a sequel, I guess. You'll never remember. Good. So. Yeah. How, how, how have you got? So... I, I was late to the party when it comes to Netflix. I only okay. got Netflix at the end of last year, so I've not seen like many of these shows mm-hmm. like, whatsoever. So I've never seen House Cards or Orange is the New Black yeah. or um, Unbreakable Commission. So I'm not really interested in any of those. Yeah. Daredevil is obviously a given because that was one of my highlights of last year. Yeah, but it's more about the kind of other stuff that they haven't announced because I think this stuff brings it up to August. Okay. I was looking at the the schedule, so yeah. obviously you've still got four months to go after that. Um, Black Mirror has recently kind of been uh, taken under the um, Netflix wing and again I've only just started watching that kind of stuff ah cool so I've watched the first season and the Christmas special so I haven't watched season uh, two yet okay yeah Uh, but it's just brilliant television yeah it's awesome and I love the fact that Channel 4 kind of commissioned that in the first place like very few places would have had the balls to do that very first episode of, of Black Mirror and what's the very first episode the episode with the uh, Prime Minister. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's what put me off that show. I Why? just, I got the premise described for the first episode and I was like, that just seems too Naughty. much for me. That's not but, my... But it, I think it actually does it in, in a really clever way because hmm. when I first heard about it, I was yeah. just like, that's just so gratuitous. Yeah. But like when you watch it, 
it's it's really well done yeah. and and but you don't see it obviously no. <laughs> yeah. i'd like to hope not <laughs> jesus but just like, I, I don't know i know what you mean like but it's a good point like when you have it described to you you think oh that's really pure and you're just like yeah. oh god i can't yeah. be asked with that but actually when you watch it you realize like oh no that's like, they do it in a really smart way yeah <laughs> they fuck a pig yeah. in a really smart way I, like <laughs> there's a like, straight <laughs> after it when yeah. it cuts the prime minister and he's in the toilet you just mm. think Oh my god, that must feel sorry for him. So but why much. do you want to? Why do you want to put yourself through that? Mm. Like well, watching but it. But that. But, but you don't. It's not. You don't see it. It's not. Like, I'm like not fair play to that actor as well. I think it's Rory Kinnear that does it. And like I, when I, I remember watching that, and like, that was one of the first things I saw Rory Kinnear. And I, th- yeah. I remember thinking, "You're always going to be the person yeah. who shagged a pig." But actually, I've seen him in loads of stuff, and it always takes me a while to go. Oh yeah, this guy shagged right. a pig. It's the like, pig shagger. He's yeah. like, he's good. He's yeah. good in other stuff as well. He's not just a pig shagger. But anyway, but um. it, it's interesting because it tells you. It talks about how the public perceives the prime minister before. And anyway, yeah. Yeah. you should totally watch it and not get sidelined by that. Yeah. And also, the other thing is, is, is they're completely different stories every single time. Yeah. So, and that's what I love about it. You don't quite know what you're gonna. No. You're gonna and like get. some of them are like hit and miss as well. Like they, like, but when it hits, it really hits. But yeah. then there's a couple of misses that, like, I think there's one episode which is like. I can't even think about watching that again. Which it's one was, is that? Season uh, it's, two? Uh, possibly. Mm. It's one with the cartoon guy. No. I don't know, you haven't seen that one. Cool. Yeah, it's so. awful. Terrible. Okay. But yeah, good. But then the other thing that I really wanted them to do, well, Better Call Saul season two, like yeah. that. Of course. I'm well up for more of that. Of course. But also what they did with Narcos, like, you know, kind of dramatizations of real life stories. Yeah. You know, I thought... Like you know how HBO used to have that kind of mantle of like yeah. you know doing epic stuff that's oh, yeah, incredible, yeah. and you know they still do. Hmm. But I don't know. I just don't watch as much HBO stuff as I no. used to. I'm, I'm much more kind of in the vein of Netflix. It's because they make they make it easy for us, man. They make yeah. it so easy to just go. Oh, it's going to be on Netflix at the yeah. same time as everybody else. Like yeah, yeah. for people in like maybe in the US is quite hard as well because you have to have HBO you have to have sure. this and that but like if something is just like oh it's all on Netflix right now and the same time as the rest of the world that's amazing yeah right now, but. but the thing is I'm trying to watch um, The Jinx after okay. the podcast a couple of weeks ago yeah I cannot find it anywhere well, this is a problem, uh, I think, with, like... I mean, it obviously makes sense because, like, networks want to have a big show yeah. that's exclusive to them, so mm. you're forced to buy the service to watch the yeah, show. Yeah. But then it just means it's the same as, as you. I feel like I'm missing out on a lot yeah. of stuff. I literally yeah. just got Amazon Prime recently, and one of the big reasons for that was so I could watch Mr. Robot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've been dying to watch the show, but you can't find it anywhere, you know? Yeah, you can right. only watch it on Amazon Prime. And it's the same with, like, HBO. You need, like, HBO Go to watch, like, a whole bunch of yeah, shows. Yeah, I, I believe Jinx was on Sky Atlantic. Yeah, it was. That's mm-hmm. why I watched it. Um, but it's not on mm. any of the kind of like uh, catch up demand apps. Like no, yeah. It was like the entire thing. The first time because I saw loads of American people talking about it. Yeah. Um, like I think I saw like Mitch talking about it in the states, going, "You should watch this." And that night, I checked Sky Atlantic. And it was all on the on the box set. Oh. But they've taken it off since. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. And I checked. I tried because I was watching. I tried getting my, my girlfriend wanted to watch it. So I thought, oh, we've just had Amazon Prime. Maybe it's on that. And it's that really weird thing where it's on Amazon, but, but you, you have, have to, to buy pay it? like one pound twenty nine an episode or something right. like that. It's like. It's so weird. That. Yeah, Amazon Prime is really strange. Yeah. As soon as I got it, I was like, look at all these shows. And I like clicked on one. It's like, yeah, you can buy this for. I'm like, why are you on the app then if I have to pay for you? Yeah. It's super strange. If I have to pay for you. Yeah, I've already paid. I'm paying for the service. <laughs> Talking to the show is like, they're real. Um, but yeah, no, Black Mirror is definitely up there for me. Um, the other one that I'm really excited about is Get Down, <clears throat> which is a musical um, from Baz Luhrmann and, oh, yeah. and Sean Ryan, who did The Shield. And it's about like the birth of hip hop in the 70s. It looks awesome. 
Like I watched There's like a three minute trailer on Which is like called Like a sizzle reel And I watched that just now And it's like The songs are really really good It looks awesome I really like the main characters And the way they talk Um I don't know, it just looks like it could be a lot of fun. It's a musical, so you, I, with musical shows, either it's really, really good, or if you don't like the song, you don't like the way they're doing it. Yeah. I feel like I just, I'm just lost then Yeah, um, completely. The same with like um, Great Gatsby, when I was watching that, like in doing the big musical numbers, if you're not into it, it can be like... A yeah, bit yeah. Like, oh, Who's on. not into that, though? That was but, great. I don't know, I kind of like, it lost me in quite a few parts, Gatsby did. I've, I loved Gatsby. Yeah. That was awesome. Well, you like this thing, because it's I, the same I think guy. I but there's yeah. so much variety, though. Yeah. Like, you have got the kind of comedy stuff, you've got the serious stuff you got the superhero stuff yeah. you know stuff that appeals to not just me yeah mm-hmm. um, and there is stuff that my missus will watch which is you know yeah. part of the appeal Roy. now all we need is like a musical about having sex with pigs and then it's all what's your what's brought your, together what's your last one my last one is Stranger Things now this is going to be a new show on Netflix it seems right up my alley so a boy disappears out of thin air everyone's starting to try and track him down you know yeah. police local citizens and uh, allegedly they stumble across some sort of huge government conspiracy and it's got a like sci-fi twist yeah. so it's something to do with the government and the reason why he's been kidnapped uh, set in the 1980s it just seems really cool mm. I love those kind of movies where you know it's like normal day life something goes wrong and then you get this huge twist of this huge larger picture Picture and you have everyday characters thrown into this, this you know this darker the, side. This is the Winona Ryder one, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. I'm up for that. I think Sounds I'm looking really forward good. to it. Yeah. There's Again, no trailer it's just the variety. Yet, huh? There's no trailer. No. Because yeah. I was I was reading the the synopsis and getting really excited. And I was like, let's watch a trailer. Let's do this. And nope, nothing out there yet. So no, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. Looks really good. What, have we got anything else? No. That's it for me. It, yeah. yeah. Amazing. So those are the best shows coming to Netflix in 2016. The best six pounds a month you can spend. It's, do you know what, though? You have to make sure that if, you've, if you're on the 5.99 thing, because yeah. it's, it's gone up now, I think. Oh, I miss, yeah. the missus pays for it. Yeah, it's gone up now. So if you cancel and then go back, you'll have to sign back up at the, old, at the new mm. price. Whereas if you keep your thing right now you can keep it at 5.99 forever there you go what's or the new price like 9.99 I'm pretty sure it's what oh that's a hike it might, might not be 9.99 but it's somewhere it's not 5.99 right? oh I hope the person I'm stealing Netflix off doesn't yeah. let their subscription run out <laughs> is it me it is a friend but I don't it's been so long I don't remember whose it is anymore it just <laughs> automatically right. logs in it's like hey Rory it I'm says like, their name though oh they've added you as a person yeah I'm a person okay yeah, yeah. okay there you go thanks alright right, so <laughs> We are still playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege. Oh yeah, every day. Um, but Finding our feet. Yeah, I, f- I feel like still. I don't know. I, f- I feel like there was not maybe not Friday's one, but Friday before when we sat down and played. I was in my house, and I've said this. Yeah. Um, but I was in my house in my pants, literally just wearing my pants, and that is the best I've ever played that game. I think. I like, didn't need. What, we'll what do it in the image. office then. Um, well, no, because I can't. Because We're in it, a corner. It's just. <laughs> I like Tuck down, strip right off. <laughs> I really, really like the game. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's so restricting in really annoying ways that I cannot fathom why it is it's restricting in those ways. Yeah, because I've, I've thought about this and I wondered if it's because, I don't know, they're trying to make it <clears throat> more of a level playing field yeah. for esports or whatever it might be. But I completely agree. There are some like basic design decisions yeah. that... I think could fundamentally change how you play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is just not really kind of changing the game at all. No. But unlocking more stuff. Like yeah. some of the stuff we always talk about 
is why can't you take defenders mm. on attacking missions and vice versa? <clears throat> Especially when you're playing um, Terror Stunt. Yeah. Because when you've disarmed the bombs or you've got the hostage, no, hostage is a defense game, sorry. Yeah. But the bombs, as soon as you kind of start disarming one of those, you just get absolutely swamped. Yeah. So you'd want, like, Capcan with his kind of um, uh, booby traps. Booby traps, yeah. That's yeah. my favorite guy. Yeah. And the fact you can't do that, it's just like, it it's senses me. It's really yeah. strange. Um, like a lot of the restrictions, you can <clears> see why they would make sense. They're obviously done to put more emphasis on the choice that every class is different. Yeah. You know, you can learn to be a specialist in that class and make more of an emphasis of why uh, teams need to work together because everyone has their own specific job. Sure. But it is, there's just limitations that don't really make a lot of sense where it's, so maybe yeah. one operator can use one machine gun and one shotgun. Now, there must be, you know, upwards of 10 different uh, automatic rifles that you can use with just, you know, point degrees varying, yeah. like ever so slightly, but you can't customize weapon. They're yeah. all locked into two guns, essentially. Yeah. yeah, that's weird. And then, you know, so you want to try that gun, you have to unlock that operator, you lose out on this. The, the actual shaping of the game, it seems like it was kind of intended uh, with focus on esports, yeah. uh, kind of like first FPS MOBA title where you know you, everyone has their own characters and class yeah. like heroes that you would pick and then go through forward into the mission but then there's also aspects of it where it kind of clashes with being an FPS where that doesn't really work Yeah, and I don't know I just get frustrated it's, it's when you play all these other games like Call of Duty and Battlefront where all these customizable options yeah. are available and yeah. then you enter this game where it's just not an option yeah. it's so strange I mean even like people dying and you can't pick up any of their weapons because I don't mind that so much. I, but I just feel like even with the classes, you're not actually playing as a class. You're just playing as like everyone is playing a, as a soldier, but you will have a cool item. Mm. Yeah. Like and it's just like like Krupa like goes the medic guy who can like shoot you with a dart, which is really cool. But like he's only doing that for twenty percent of the time. Like yeah. he's not playing as a medic. He's not going around going, "Hey guys, don't worry, I've got your back." Yeah, yeah. Like he's basically shooting, and then when we shout at him, he shoots us with a dart. That's not being a medic. That's just having a cool little thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know if that's partly the way that we play. Yeah, um, because having played a few games online, like I tend to play as, uh, as an attacker and mm. some missions play as Fuse, who's the guy with the thing that sticks on the wall and it pumps grenades in. Oh yeah, that's cool. But when we were playing at multiplayer, like some guy did it on the floor and pumped him down, like, which was brilliant. Well, it took me out, which yeah. was, you know, very yeah. smart. And so I think, I think we still play in quite a uh, yeah. two-dimensional way. Actually, I kind of thinking. See, yeah, I kind of see what you mean because if you're doing that in the sense of okay, if when you're against other people, you probably would because yeah. all there is is five. Yeah. So if they're like, right, Al, your job is like that grenade dude is to take out one person. Yeah. You know, everyone's like marking people yeah, almost yeah, yeah. like five aside. Yeah. So you're almost just like you probably would play a little bit more like, like that. The other thing that I noticed uh, playing against people who had obviously spent much more time in the multiplayer arena than us yeah. was the way they use drones is okay. that it's not just the initial scoping out. They they get their drones into weird places in the room that you are defending. Right. So they you can, can go constantly back switch them, yeah. back and say, right, you've got a guy standing there, take ah, him out. Because yeah. there was a bit where uh, I could hear a drone 
but I couldn't see it. And they basically jumped it up on top of this glass cabinet, and it was like it was a an ornament, but it was just sat there. And then I saw its little red light, and I was like, oh my God, you literally can see everything that we're doing, and we're all facing the other way. That's so smart. And then and then they kept on doing it. I was like, I've got your number. Yeah. I feel like such an asshole when we were playing today at lunch, and everyone's like setting up, reinforcing the walls, and there's one little droid or drone that like uh, comes in, and he's just looping around the floor, and I. Uh, was I had my flash shield, so all I had was my handgun. And while everyone was setting up for the whole like 30 seconds, I was trying to kill this <laughs> one just, little race car, just run around like <laughs> in circles. And he was just like going under tables. He was making me look like an absolute idiot. Know, we were like, what the hell is going on? And it's him just, going <laughs> <laughs> just firing like everywhere. It's insane. Oh, but like, so, so some of the changes I would want to make to this game okay. is, um, I don't understand what, so I understand why uh, certain weapons are locked in like if you've got a shield you can't carry an assault rifle mm-hmm. of course, it, yeah, it yeah. makes sense to carry a pistol yeah. yeah. but I don't understand why as you say I can have a choice of different assault rifles yeah, yeah. Uh, rather than the two that you've predetermined for yeah. me or whatever mm-hmm. I also want more customization options because I've got a shitload of renown yeah. that I've worked up I've bought all the operators that I need mm. and Apart from some basic stuff, so you can, like, different sights, yeah. uh, grips, um, muscle suppressors, okay. or whatever, that's it. And they only have a minimal impact on the gun. Yeah. Um, I just want something a bit more. And, you know, like, a lot of it is skins. And you yeah. can spend, like, 10,000 renown on, like, a, a hideous, um, I don't know, techno skin for your MP5. <laughs> but I'm not yeah. into that shit. Such a waste, yeah. But, like, you know... It does seem like a waste for 10,000. Yeah. But. But, like, but, but when you get to the point, to where, yeah, you've got nothing else to spend it on. You've literally yeah. unlocked everyone. And, yeah. and like, I like. Why can't I have more armor at the sacrifice of speed? I know that you get people who are nimble on their feet and don't yeah. have a lot of armor. But maybe I do want to pick Ash and have the kind of breaching round. But you know what? I want more armor on her. Yeah. Uh, and I'll sacrifice speed as a result of that. Just more control over what I I want to do. Yeah. And maybe there's a reason for it. And. You know, if you're a game developer, then yeah, tell me made, why. If you've made Rainbow Six Peace, let us know. Yeah. Um, but I am excited because there's a, a, a new, uh, the, the new stuff that's coming out. It was coming out in January. It's now coming out in Feb. Yeah. It's called Operation Black Ice, and it's a luxury yacht that's got um, stranded in a glacier. What? So it looks like That'd you, be cool. you kind of go in on the, the, the yacht with ice and stuff. Yeah. And then four new operators, two American, two Canadian. Uh, but we don't really know much else no Welsh. about that. No. Have they got a big kind of flight spec ops um, yeah. army side? Really? What are they called? The, the Welsh spec ops? The dragons? Are they really? The dragons. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, a map in Wales. Like, imagine in like, in like Cardiff Castle or Caerphilly Castle. That'd be amazing. What like, would they be doing in a castle? Yeah. Like a base of operations. I don't know. Maybe terrorists. <laughs> this doesn't really fit with Rainbow Six, does it? Well, terrorists have taken over Caerphilly Castle. <laughs> really? Like, a lot of the time they've taken over. Let, let them have it. <laughs> That's a training ground. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, you've got like a US Embassy and Caerphilly Castle. Castle. It's not even like, uh, or maybe it is a massive tourist hotspot. I don't know. It's but pretty big. <laughs> in terms of Welsh tourists. <laughs> it would shut us down. It would shut us down. Like a shopping mall. That'd be cool. Yeah. The St. David's Centre in Cardiff. Maybe. <laughs> that's pretty, that's, that's the shopping centre I was thinking of. <laughs> that would actually be nice as well, like a little bit more variety on the maps, because a lot of the time, I know they are different, but it's just houses and buildings. Yeah. You know, imagine if, if it was somewhere like a shopping mall or like, you know, an, an old amusement park or something, you know, just oh, unorthodox yeah. or something where, you know, it, the map plays something a bit more Something a bit more, a bit more open. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. But then again, I guess it, the airplane's pretty but cool. It wouldn't play well no. to multiplayer, and let's face it. See, we're thinking very much with the terrorist hunt. Hound. Yeah, I guess. But that's like that's another problem with um, with the online and uh, terrorist hunt is that they're so different that like today we were playing at lunch and uh, Croups was loaded out with uh, glass. Yeah, utterly useless. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. There's no sniping at all. No, like no, as no. soon, uh, you, no one leaves the building. It's pretty much defenders inside, attackers come. Well, not even leave, yeah, nobody leaves the room for most. Yes, of it's like defense. Sometimes with already Glass, though, like I, some I, of these I, operators are, are redundant. But I think with Glass, like his good thing is like because the other day when we were on the plane, mm-hmm. like you wouldn't think you'd ever need Glass for that. Mm. But where we had where I was defusing the bomb, so I like it was in this tiny tiny room. I could stand behind, but there was a shield at the back of the room. You know that one. In the, yeah, in the plane yeah. so I was diffusing the bomb there you guys were in the corner watching for people coming in there and I just had this tiny sliver um, where they could see me and I could see them and with glass that was awesome even though it was a tiny room I, like I, I killed every single person that hmm. even came around that corner because it was just like I had the sniper on so it was just like every single person even moved it was like they were dead straight away yeah. and like that was pretty cool and like I think that's a good way of using him even though it was in a small place I guess because you know I've done that with anyone with an assault rifle Presumably yeah. the distance wasn't too... The but distance you, is all right, but you just wouldn't have, like, the aim. Because it was just... I had, like, like a tiny, tiny yeah, bit where I yeah. could actually see. And because... I, I really... I think with Glass's gun as well, it does, like, steady it a lot. Yeah. Um, I felt yeah, the sniper. Just, like, I don't know. I thought, I, thought, I thought that was a really good way of using it. Although, like... Because uh, you can uh, customise your guns to have uh, magnified scopes. Oh, really? And obviously you can switch to single shot. Because that's the big yeah. thing. If you look at assault rifles... They've all got different recoil patterns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the ones that go off to the side are really hard to keep on target. Yeah, the ones that kind of go oh straight up yeah. are all right because you aim for the stomach and then you end up hitting them in the head, yeah. which is all right. Yeah, <laughs> like my <laughs> Gatling gun. That thing is crazy. It's basically just if I see someone pop around the corner, it's like <laughs> just like punching holes everywhere. It's insane. Classic powers there. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the operator for me. Have you ever been like underneath, like lying on the floor when his Gatling gun would go off? Because it's really terrifying. Like, I guess like probably like post-traumatic stress <laughs> just like just lying on the floor and just you know, all over my head just like I'm just going to trust that you're hitting them because I'm not even going anywhere near it's like can I come up yet <laughs> I had a great time uh, I think it was like two days ago we yeah, were doing a terrorist hunt on uh, the airplane yeah. and managed to do it like I died but Krups healed me with his little shot medical shot so then we killed all the terrorists and I was like celebrating like blasting my shotgun in the air and I, was, I spun what? around and my barrel just lined up with Dan's head and just went and killed him and he died for like the last second of the mission oh, so I felt quite bad about that but it was genius. ridiculous just swapping around <laughs> so I was celebrating you know? we, beat the, we beat the bad guys yeah that's so, how you, know, you celebrate fire, fire some off. blowing your teammates face off <laughs> Um, so the voting is open for the 2016 uh, classical Classic FM Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's voted for by people. So the cool thing about this, this started a few years back, where um, some people in the UK realised that actually we could get video game music into this, yes. and it's become a really big thing now. Like I listened to a couple of the ones that made it in last year, and they have to do they do this huge like sort of presentation of going through like the top 100, um, like in the Hall of Fame Classic FM thing, and they really like go they really surprised the, pe- the presenters anyway by going, oh, look, we've got more video game music. So if you go to halloffame.classicfm.com forward slash 2016 forward slash vote, you can vote for any piece of music, as long as it's like orchestral, like classic music, mm-hmm. to be put in the 2016 Classic FM Hall of Fame. That's really cool. So what are we putting in there? I know which one I'm putting in first. Okay. Um, it's Grandma's Theme from Wind Waker. 
Which one's that? Oh, it's amazing. It's like, it's, that it's, like, ding, it's no. at the start of the. Here's some soup to take on your adventure. That's so the start of the game when. Do you think that's like epic enough? It's soul crushing. I, it it's so, to, I don't think it has to be epic, but I think it's just a really nice piece of classical music. I think because totally like I remember seeing at the 25th anniversary tour thing, yeah, and when they were doing it, um, Koji Kondo came out on stage oh and played and played the beginning bit on right. the piano, and it was amazing. And then like just, I think he just played it all the way through. I don't even think they brought in the orchestra in Wind Waker HD. Like there is a bit of orca- orchestra right. that comes in. But can you imagine it? And the latest addition to the Classic <laughs> FM's Hall of Fame is Grandma's thing. <laughs> <from Wind Waker. laughs> All the audience going, what? <laughs> but it's a, it's, a be- it's a beautiful piece of music. No, it is. It is it's great. I was. I went to the um, when they came back and did mm. the the Zelda orchestra, and I was really hoping Koji Kondo was going to be there. I'm dying to meet him. Yeah. It's on the bucket list. So like that's insane that you got to actually hear him perform it. I went to lift with him once. You what? I went in a lift with him. I once. thought you said I lived with him once. I lived with him once. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that'd be amazing. It's like always banging <laughs> on the walls. Go, shut up. You come home and he plays Gav's theme. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my first one I put in. So uh, I didn't know you were going to pick something from Wind Waker. Didn't you? But I also picked something from oh, Wind Waker. Oh, awesome. Okay. But mine is the ocean theme. Oh, that's really nice. When you're sailing the boat, like. See, that's it. You've gone for like epic stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, that's great. Like, obviously, the the Hyrule theme is. You know, timeless. Is that the one? You, the other one you're putting in? I've got another one. Okay, right. Okay, so, but I think that's really good. I think yeah. Wind did Waker's we all pick Zelda music. songs? Yeah, but you guys should have known I was going to pick Zelda songs. Yeah, but that's why we went first. Okay. Yeah. What do you? What Zelda songs did you pick? Oh, I, I've got a list. Go on, I've got a list. One. You've got two picks. I told you specifically. I didn't know you told me two picks. What do you want? Well, I thought I had one, which makes it even worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> you had a list a minute ago. Now you've got none. Come on. He said pick one, so now pick I'm trying to pick one from the list. All right, pick two. Well, what, the, the, the actual Zelda theme, the, the main theme. That's pretty the good. The Hyrule one. theme. I'm pretty sure that's already in there. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's already uh, Okay, well, then I'll pick a different one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go Wind Waker, so I'll go. Um, Twilight Princess, okay. Ordon Ranch. What's that going That's an amazing theme. It's all like... I remember playing right. Twilight Princess... Um, for the first time on my Nintendo GameCube. And it'd been a while since I'd played like an actual one of the big Zelda titles. And this is right, right at the start of the game, you're in Ordon uh, Village and Ordon Ranch. Mm. And this is before, you know like every game you have that bit before you're the hero of time. So yeah, you're just yeah. like an average like guy in, in the forest. And it, it, the first time you hear this theme, you're like helping out on the ranch. And you know those weird ox things you yeah, have to grab yeah. and throw them back. I think it's after you're done with that. And it's a little cinematic clip of Link just like, sitting on a hill in the village and the sun's going down and like yeah. everyone's playing. I was like, this is a life. I know yeah. an adventure is about to kick off, but like, this is, I'm loving this right now. Yeah. It's awesome. That's definitely one. All right. My second one is the main theme from The Last of Us um, by Gustavo Santo something. Santo, Santo Lala. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely not his name but a piece of the, a piece of music from the last one made it into last um, year's thing but I think it's an amazing piece of music but I think the main theme for the last of us I really like it because it basically acts as like an overture to the entire game like mm. if you listen to that piece you know exactly the feeling and the atmosphere of the entire game I mm-hmm. think you very rarely get like overtures in video games and I think that's a really really cool thing also that guy did the music for um, Making a Murderer he did the main, all the main bits of music for that. Really? Yeah. That was good music. Because he did like movie like themes and stuff. He's not just known for The Last of Us one. But yeah, he did, right. uh, did the main bits of that. And if you listen to it, you can kind of, like the little sort of tinkery guitar bits. 
um, you can kind of hear a little bit of Last of Us in it. That's cool. And it's very similar themes as well. Making a murder in The Last of Us. Is it? No. Oh. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't played The Last of Us. Have you? No. No, you should. He's an expert. All right. Uh, Rory, then, what's your other one? My next one go is... To Alex. It is a theme from... I don't actually know the name of the theme, oh, but I know what it goes like. I don't I don't know the name of the theme. Everyone knows it, though. It's the he, the theme from Halo. <laughs> It, I think, I think it, it first it first appeared in like Halo, Halo three dot mp three. It's in Halo three when you're doing the, the tank mission in the desert, right. and uh, it is like orchestral, but it has like rock guitars. You know the ones like da 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 It's just like it's one of those parts where you're doing this mission and then like shit hits the fan and everything starts kicking off and you're driving these tanks through the desert and this like huge orchestral song comes in it's just the most epic thing in the world awesome. it's so great and I think it comes back like it's a theme in a lot of the Halo games yeah. so every time it kicks in you're like let's do this it's getting real nice Al, yeah. what's your last one? Uh, so my last one uh, riffs on what you were talking about, about okay. encapsulating the feel of a game and awesome. it's the theme from Metal Gear Solid 2 mm. which I'm not actually sure well, it was in, it was using the trailer, like the trailer for Metal Gear Two before it came out. Obviously, yeah, it's probably the best game trailer I've seen. Like, if you've not seen it, go and find it on YouTube. Mm. But the, the it was all cut around music from Harry Gregson Williams. Okay, and that was his first kind of foray into that kind of thing. Yeah, and <clears throat> it's just epic. Um, it's like don't stop him come on snake all three minutes and it's just but there's like I don't know like it's not it's largely orchestral but then you've got some kind of digital music modern twist yeah and it is the same thing it's like you know ramping up tempo wise and you can see snake busting some balls to it and it's that sounds good oh man it's amazing I don't think I've seen that trailer I need to check it out there's not a lot of game music I have my uh, iPhone but that's yeah. one of them like if I I'm want, the opposite like half of my jazzed. library is games music it's just pretty much <laughs> it's all you're listening to just meows to. <laughs> you think I just have hours of meows on my, my phone well, that's Team Rocket isn't it after there is Team Rocket on there right. yeah, well, I like my music I mean, you listen to yourself sometimes yeah. mm. but these are only all, in the shower these are all different ones as well but if you want to vote for them it feels like we should pick a couple and then get everyone in the world behind a couple of but then no you want as many as possible I guess don't you Let's, well, what maybe about, they do a shortlist maybe I, they'll do a shortlist say, when, we'll read the shortlist out and yeah. then and we'll vote and then we'll tell people we'll game it but if you want to yeah, so at the moment then you can go to halloffame.classicfm.com forward slash 2016 forward slash vote and enter in some cool are there music. any are there any gaming ones in so far like in yet some Final yeah. Fantasy stuff was shortlisted La- okay like last year they are good for you in yeah oh awesome so there was a Halo 3 bit as well so there's quite a lot Rory what else is good this week funky or junky is what the name we're going for <laughs> uh, well no one gave me a running order list so I have no idea yeah, Rory's first, first, raid. first raid is this mine yeah oh Rory's first raid so guys two days ago I finally got the team together and did my first ever raid. Yep. So we've been playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege in the office. Yeah. And I think that's the closest thing you're gonna find to that level of communica- communication and forward planning that yeah. you need on missions yeah. like this. Uh, it's easy for us to kind of play because we all have the same lunch hours. It's easy to get people together to play. I had it was such a pain in the ass trying to organize this because you need, it's recommended you have about six people in your fire okay. team. Wow. 
Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot of people. Yeah. And you, there's no, you can't do matchmaking. So you can't have three people in search and get three more. Right. You have to I know of. So it's actually, right? yeah. yeah, you have to have people join your lobby. So I think Lobby's people quite do good it. Like that. And they've got like a bunch of forums and I stuff think like that's that. it. So, yeah. you know, it, it's a big task. So people usually go on forums and be like, hey, we're going to do Vault of Glass this evening. So recruiting people for the raid. So somehow, magically, I managed to get enough people together. You had enough get, friends. Get the team. That's I have amazing. enough friends, some family as well. Okay. But you know, a family that raids together stays together. It's mostly just the powers family clan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The like, who is it? Like you, your brother, your sister. Me, my brother, my sister. Um, it really was. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. I, I raid with my family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then some friends as well. Friends okay, of yeah. mine. Friends of theirs. Um, Yes, we actually managed to do it. It took a whole bunch of hours, mm. but it's one of the most rewarding game experiences I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I've played a lot of like MMORPG type games. I've never actually done a raid before. I know they're big in, in like World of Warcraft. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. that's where I like really kicked off and became mm. popular, that idea. But this was, it was so cool. Like just being a part of a team that's sitting down, you're working on something towards one goal for so long. Yeah. And it's kind of, you get that same satisfaction that you get in like Rainbow Six Siege because yeah. you're put in a scenario where everyone needs to have their own goals. Okay. So Vault of Glass, for example, uh, without giving too much away, you know, people need to stand on this and defend a point to activate a teleporter yeah. that other members have to run through and okay. do things. And it's very much, you know, if one person fails, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah. So the worst player is gonna get bombarded by insults. Did you Thanks, Hannah. Did you, did you get that a lot? I didn't get it. My sister did. Why was Useless. She, why? What was happening? She's just crap. Oh, she's bad. Eh? She's not a gamer. She is. Yeah, that's the worst part. <laughs> well, but like it's a team team chemistry. That's the kind of thing right. that puts puts me off. Them. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Put the if, little ones down. What if you're the shittest one? Then and to be fair, I probably would be. You you keep ducking out of our Rainbow Six mm. clan. It's because yeah. I work through lunch. Come on. <laughs> I, he's just looking at videos on YouTube for Christ's sake. Oh, sex. that's work. We should, I, I still firmly think we should definitely get uh, Destiny running back in the office again on the PlayStations. It feels yeah, like... And we've got to get Division up soon. And, oh, that's oh, true. Man. Division I'm really looking forward to. Like, I can't wait to play that. See, I, I'm much more up for a real world setting than... Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Bungie's kind of... Uh, lore and mythos yeah like Destiny's a weird one as well because it does very much feel like you're in a menu and then you go to a level like yeah. you go to a map but then when you get there then you remember that oh it's kind of free roam on this map okay, and there's yeah. other people who I'm they're not in my party but they're still yeah. roaming around yeah. and it's a bit weird because it doesn't really feel like that it feels like you should be playing uh, much more like GTA, like with yeah, your friends yeah. in a session yeah. rather than all these like. And we still strangers. need to finish the heist in GTA. Yeah. We haven't done the last heist. No, you guys no, no, haven't no, done the last I heist? I know. It's a great one. We'll do that. But no, it, it's a, it's actually similar to heist in GTA. You know, everyone has a job, everyone has a role. Yeah. And it does take a lot of time. But as soon as you, you know, beat that final goal, beat that boss, you've been trying it so many times, yeah. it's just, it feels really rewarding. But it's kind of, it's, it kind of sucked for us because I've played a lot of Destiny and. So I'm actually way, way, way above the level that I'm supposed to be to do these raids, which made it a lot easier. Yeah, but it meant right. the rewards are kind of junk, like we didn't really care. Right. So it was much more of just like a big, yeah. big uh, sentimental win rather than the actual bonus. But yeah. it was it was great. Like I can see why. I know like Destiny's had its fair share of problems, yeah. but there's a lot to be said for- it's his groove now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like the mechanics are just so much fun. Yeah. And I think if you get the opportunity, like if you haven't done a raid before, it's definitely worth the hassle of setting one up. Yeah. Uh, I don't have that many friends. Well, no. we do in the office. Have them in the office. Destiny I really 2, guys. Do, I really want to do our last heists. 
Like, yeah. I think that'd be really fun. I think well, that's it. I, it feels like a clan of four, yeah. very manageable. Five gets a bit trickier. Six. Yeah. I guess so. Sounds good, though. But, yeah, it's fantastic. All right, last bit of funky news uh, this week. So Special Effect, who are a charity in the UK, uh, doing this thing called Game Blast 16. Game Blast, because what it's called, 16, 2016. Uh, it's the UK's biggest charity game weekend. So basically what, they, what they're trying to get is loads of people coming together and doing like marathon gaming over the weekend of 26th Ooh, to the 28th of February, 2016. Um, so like anyone can do it. You just sign up. There's a URL that I've got, which is specialeffect.org.uk forward slash Game Blast. In 2015, they raised over £120,000. Um, for awesome charities, wow! Just from people sitting on their ass playing games, man. It's so like amazing, you, can, you know. So you can do like a gaming marathon of anything and raise money for charity. That's pretty good. But like we were talking about doing something for it. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll be able to work out doing that. I've heists. done good. Yeah. Do some heists. I've done a bunch of them in the past. Uh, I think like the the wildest one I did was wild. It was just like this was this was so dumb. This is when I was unstoppable like a man look at me now look at me now imagine what 18 year old Rory was like mm. I think we played we were doing like a horror Unstop- game survival like uh, oh, marathon that's a cool idea. so we did I think uh, it was a small team so you can do breaks you had yeah. to pretty much like play non-stop I think I did 46 hours shut like out. consistently with no sleep uh, and then we had to end it because I started like my I was getting weird uh, 46 hours 46 hours oh. Where were your other teammates helping you out? Uh, he made them up in his head. Much, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> like hour seventeen. We were a small team, just me. <laughs> that was one of the things I kept I kept thinking. I was seeing people in the corner of my vision. Shut up! And uh, when I talked, it sounded like my voice was auto tuned in my head. So I was like, I need to stop this. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but we finished it. We raised two thousand pounds. Well done! Oh, that's after amazing. The marathon, and then Girls afterwards, kids. I slept for a consecutive twenty-four hours. <laughs> I slept for a day. You, you're just. So weird. We've talked about like some funny, like some fun ideas for doing it. But if we can come up with a good idea, I think we should do. It. I'm not doing. It for, I'm not sitting in a room for 46 hours with you. But That's I my will, minimum. But I will sit in a room for 24 hours with you. We can do 24 hours. Yeah, It'd be think, fun. Yeah. yeah. If we could come up with a cool idea for doing it, like because like Twilight Princess is out almost around that time, so it'd be good if we could do that. Or you'll finish it way in that time there. Yeah, do something else. Right, brilliant. that? long you take us to do Twilight Princess, and then it, and then we'll do votes on other games or something. That'd like be that. good. Twilight Princess know. is one of the longer Just ones. Just do like twenty-four a month and the hardest games ever made. No, it's not fun. Or something like Minesweeper. <laughs> No. A Minesweeper marathon. No, it's got to be interesting for people to watch because people want to watch it to give you money. <laughs> you, haven't seen me play too. you haven't seen my Minesweeper Let's Plays. They're insane. But yeah, anyone can do it. So it's really good. Like we, There's got to be some duck hunters out there who want to do this. So if you go to specialeffect.org.uk forward slash Game Blast, you can do it. And if you are doing one, let us know. And we'll yeah. give you guys a little bit of a shout out. Yeah. Um, so that's the funky stuff. Now on to the junkie. Not too much stuff, actually, but I put in Junkie, even though it really made me laugh. Um, did you see this? No. So, it, Jon Snow, not from Game of Thrones, uh, oh, the okay. UK newsreader. Oh, that's no, no. what I thought as well. No, 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 the, the UK newsreader. So, obviously, like last week, we lost David Bowie and Alan Rickman didn't lose him, like in Tesco, like yeah. they died. <laughs> um, both died. And as the news for Alan Rickman's death broke, Jon Snow was talking to... Um, 
uh, what's the name of Victor Meldrew? What's his real oh, name? Uh, Richard Wilson. Yeah. I uh, was talking to him. Do you know who Victor Meldrew is from One Foot in the Grave? No. So he was talking to, like, like this UK actor, basically, mm-hmm. and um, One Foot in the Grave. About Alan Rickman. And he was just talking to him, and the news broke. He was interviewing about something else, I think. Is this um, on air? earth could he be talking yeah. to him about? Um, I don't know. <laughs> and it, it, so in the middle of this, the news, the news kind of broke. So, and uh, Richard Wilson's really good friends with Alan Rickman. Oh, God. Um, which is kind of sad. And so Richard Wilson's catchphrase on One Foot in the Grave is, I I don't believe it. (laughs) Jon Snow asked uh, Richard Wilson, she was like, oh, did you know that he was ill? Um, And because a lot of people didn't know he was ill. Even like Brian Eno didn't know he was ill. He was like talking to him the other day and he's like, I didn't even know he had cancer. Um, And, uh, oh, sorry, yeah, about uh, Alan Rickman. I keep confusing David Bowie and Alan Rickman. Um, (laughs) And... He said to them, "Well, did you did you know he was ill?" And Richard Wilson went, "Yeah, yeah, I, I knew he was ill." And Jon Snow went, "Oh, so it wasn't a case of I don't believe it then." <laughs> oh my god! And Richard Wilson, like, kind of really, he he hands it really well because right. that's a really shitty thing Idiotic to say. Yeah. Thing to say um, yeah. And Jon Snow is like quite, you know, if people don't know who he is, like, he's quite an upstanding sort of member yeah. of like journalistic integrity, like really yeah. presenter. And Richard Wilson's like, no, not really. And like sort of shrugs it off. But oh. people went mad about it going like, oh I can't God. believe that he said that. Like I absolutely can't believe that he said that. Jeez, that's, oh God, that's my I nightmare. I thought you were going to say that like he told him uh, live on air, oh, it was breaking no. midway through an interview and then Victor Meldry said, I don't believe it. Can you imagine? I thought you were going to say that, which was like some kind of comedy of errors. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, and the last bit of junky news, the best burger in the world, like we're a big fan of burgers. Yeah. The, the best burger in the world crown has been given to a burger with a vegan recipe. Bull crap. Really? Yeah. Bull crap. Oh, makes me so angry. A, bur- a burger in New York City Ridiculous. called the Superiority Burger, it's not which burger. is quite good considering it's a vegan burger. They are quite superior people. Um, has just one. It's a chunky nutty burger. Oh my God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> sandwiched filled with it. grass. Sandwiched in a bun with iceberg lettuce and tomato on top plus dill pickle and sauce. Like, And it's been named the best burger in the world. By who? That looks like a tasty burger. That's no. not a picture of no, it. No, it doesn't. It is. Well, that's, is that not bacon on top? No, that's, I don't know, that's tomato, is it? I don't know. But yeah, it's like four, for six dollars or four pounds, you can get the superiority, superiority burger. I would eat that and I would feel superior with every single bite. Yeah, I'm going to New York in April, so I'm going to try, I'm definitely going to try it to see what it's like. I'd buy it and bin it. But you don't yeah. like that's the thing, like you don't like any kind of vegetables. No. This, is, this is where I brought this up I, I had a salad today for lunch. No, you didn't. But it's like it's like a Tesco salad, which yeah. is like so full of salt and sugar and stuff like that. <laughs> I had like, to buy extra chicken to put it in the salad because it didn't come with enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's what uh, that's what classes for a burger nowadays. Unbelievable. That's yeah. not a burger. I'll put, yeah, well, it it's is. rabbit food. It's not only a burger, it's the best burger in the world. So, yeah. I who is Just saying this? It. Just deal with what it. Burger, deal with what it. fast food wizard is claiming that this is the best burger of all Listen, time? Man. Right. Let's move on to feedback. On some feedback. Before Roy's head explodes. <laughs> Gav, got the first piece. It's from Rob William, who says, Hi guys, with Game of Thrones now going past what is written in the book series, do you think its popularity will wane? If it does, which epic series do you think HBO should make next? My vote will go to Black Library's Horace Hersey series, the Dragonland Saga, or the Legend of Drizzt series. He'll be awesome work in 2016. Uh, so we've spoken a lot about Game of Thrones yeah. and for me like the last season was when it, it kind of the ship sailed yeah and I don't know if I'm going to watch the next one I'm not serious yeah we were, no, we were in the well, same like, boat the, actually, the last yeah. season wasn't great I liked it it had uh, it, it, it was a lot of setup for 
two or three payoff moments, yeah. but the amount of time you had to put in for those yeah. to pay off, and they, they, a lot of them didn't really have any conclusions. I won't go, like, we've talked also, about it enough in the past, but they're very that. hollow And also, depending on what happens with certain characters this next season, yeah. if, if they haven't kind of stood by it, and you think, oh, so that didn't really happen, or whatever it right. might be, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. be a bit like, because like, that's what Game of Thrones is known for, is yeah. for having balls. In fact, if I've, my biggest issue with it now is that's all it's known for now, mm. is the kind of shock moments, and that's kind of taken over. And Anyway, yeah. but, so the Dragonlance uh, books, I haven't read those since I was a kid. I don't know what they are. I can't even remember the name. Of it. I, I, it was my GCSE project was, was around it? Dragonlance. Yeah, oh, awesome. Um, I don't know. I have no idea what it's any a of lot these more are. in the kind of Tolkien sphere, okay, rather yeah. than like Game of Thrones. But but still, good books, and I think yeah. that's a good chat. And there's a shit ton of source material, Is and it? most of the books are finished already. So we wouldn't be kind of tackling oh, it and you know waiting for the the author to catch up. Do you, do you think that's a big thing though? Like, I guess if you're if you're a, some people are fans of the books and not fans of the TV show, I mm. guess, but you'd be kind of gutted if you put all this time into the books and then yeah. it's going to get. But no, spoiled. but at this point they're so different. Like the narratives oh, okay, have changed right. so much. Like characters that are uh, live in the books are dead in the show, and right, vice versa. Yeah, 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 like yeah. I think they're they're kind of continuing now, but in a, yeah. a different direction of the books. I don't think it's going to affect viewership really at all. I think yeah. the people that who are. I don't think there's anyone who's read the books and refuses to watch the show. I don't think that's like a principle that really anyone holds. Yeah, yeah. If you watch the Game of Thrones TV show up to season five, most likely whether it overtakes the books or not, you're probably going to watch to season six. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I've got an email from Lavon Young who says, after listening to podcasts for a couple of years, it dawned on me that you guys absolutely do not discuss reality TV. Yeah. David Bowie's ex-wife is in the Big Brother house right now. <laughs> and her real reaction is what the show offers uh, compared to scripted shows, which you all seem to adore. <clears throat> yeah. Tell me one of you guys watches this show, if only for science purposes. We actually... We don't watch it, but we saw... There was an amazing... Have you seen the clip? Because uh, your wife watches it, My wife it, right? watches it. Okay, right. So I'm oh, quite up to so speed on this bad. season. If people at home have oh. not seen... Uh, what's, the, what's David Bowie's ex-wife called? Angie. Angie. If people haven't seen her reaction to David Bowie's death... Oh like, I haven't seen her actual reaction, but I saw her talking to a girl called Tiffany about it the whole they're all fucking idiots they're quite horrible I know, I know I know they're, they're idiots but like just so the stories basically <laughs> David Guest was in yes. a guy called David Guest was in the sh was in the show he's still in it and she goes up to <laughs> and she goes to Tiffany David's dead obviously talking about David Bowie yeah. this Tiffany girl thinks that it's David Bowie and starts freaking out starts she's like wailing she's and like everything. no you can't tell anyone you can't tell anyone and then it just kicks off and oh my God. it's just like a really awful misunderstanding but made even worse by the fact that these people are just terrible people yeah. um, and idiots as that well that girl Tiffany is just a child like no but like if someone said if someone came in today if like Alex came to me and was like Rory's dead and be like, what? And I start, you I would start be surprised. Like, you know, I was talking about Rory Bremner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but but then like afterwards, you would understand. Oh, it was a misunderstanding. Yeah, like yeah, someone yeah. close to this person has died. Yeah, it's fine. I know that. You wouldn't be angry at Alex and being like, I can't. I can't <laughs> believe this. Yeah, it was yeah, ridiculous. It was, and, uh, like, and every minute that my wife watches it, I'm just like, stop this. We shouldn't watch this. Yeah. Absolute shite. Because, well, if that's the, you know, the pinnacle of reality TV, then... I don't think it is. That's the thing. Um, he, he says, like, we never mention reality TV shows. I actually do watch quite a lot of reality TV shows. Like, I watch yeah. Catfish. I really, Catfish really like is that. good. Undateables. That's yeah. a great Undateables show. Undateables is really good. I really like um, Deadliest Catch. That's one of my... That's one of my, been one of my favorite shows for about 10 years. Right. Um, I love Deadliest Catch. You that's think they would have caught it by now? 
<laughs> really that's really good uh, Warburgers which is amazing it's about the Warburg family running um, right. uh, their burger chip their restaurant <laughs> chain it's just amazing you watch utter I know Pound Shop Wars Pound Shop Wars I was laughing around the amount of TV that you watch I just don't know I don't know I really I'm, I'm, I rewatch stuff as well I don't even know where I find the time for no. it I'm rewatching The Wire I'm already on season 3 oh, like I have no idea um, <laughs> but yeah well, we, do, we watch a lot of like I watch a lot of reality but like Kruber watches a lot more than I do yeah um, because Bex, I, Bex watches quite a lot she, yeah but I do feel like certainly the big brother kind of oh yeah it's gone that, yeah that, that oh yeah sailed and they're just they're just awful human beings yeah now. I think there was only one year I ever got into it and then I just but couldn't isn't that the big brother stuff isn't that they make money from the people texting in and stuff like that isn't that a thing so maybe I, I think like, they make money from advertising and like sponsorship and stuff sure. but they also make money from people texting voting, in and voting yeah, and shit like votes. that they must so yeah. that must be worried but like but the, but the, I don't even know the if people if you think of how it was on channel 4 yeah like it lost its way because it was basically became bland yeah. and the, the contestants were too safe and that's why they get these nut jobs in there now yeah. it's because it's like whatever happened on Friday night I, I stopped watching halfway through but they were literally just screaming at each other yeah uh, and oh what was it like I've never heard the C word used so often on terrestrial TV and uh, this one girl called this Tiffany girl a a ghetto Ooh. which I'm like Ooh. Not not like bleeps <laughs> or anything. It's like wow. Yeah, I'd feel. I don't know. I th- I think the c word is it's a big one. It is a big one, like, and like we used to throw it around on this podcast. Did we? Did yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's naughty. Should someone say it now? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> someone no. say it. No, 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 I won't tell. I won't tell Chris. Um, cabbage. Yeah. Cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Roy. What have you got? A bit of feedback. Uh, this is from. Uh, Michael Hughes. So Michael says, Hi, can Krups do a weekly segment on his love for Terry's chocolate orange? Yeah. Does he mean segment as in like the actual Nice. Oh, that's good. That's good. What, what is this in, in reference to? Was we talked about it on Rebel Base. His, his love of but he does like he does like Terry's chocolate orange quite it's a lot. It's a bit of a weird chocolate to like. It's just orange Shut chocolate. Shut up. What? <laughs> chocolate orange is delicious. It's not the best chocolate though. Have it's you just, had, it's, have it's you a seasonal the, um, thing. No. Have you ever had the, the um, it, for Christmas in fairness? Yeah. Um, have you ever had the, the tubs? of Terry's chocolate orange yeah. so instead of having like the full things and they've got the different varieties yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, I think that's the best chocolate I think that's better than Quality Street and Roses I yeah, but, well those are but, both but you bad chocolate the basic chocolate no it's orange. good it's really yes, good you can. I like yes, it no you, you can't. can't no you can't Lindor oh amazing. shut up that's well, what is wrong with you that's the best chocolate yeah it's a different level melts in your mouth anyway come on what, what's the question uh, I'm a huge fan of the UK team and I hope you guys will come to Ireland to do a podcast in the future that was the question really oh was it that was yeah if you just do a segment on a chocolate bar which chocolate bar would it be oh I don't know you put me on the spot do yours and I'll think uh, well I, I do like a chocolate orange I'm a massive fan of double deckers oh yeah double deckers are good God, I'm a bit addicted to them since I've yeah. stopped drinking it's all about I, I, I think like all the Reese's stuff for me is like really yeah I love Tastes it pretty good Shit. peanut butter no I love it I love it. I like I like Hershey's Kisses as well. Oh man, they are no. disgusting. You ever had a Hershey's the cookies and cream bars? They're no, really good. So. Bits of Oreo in them. I like that stuff. What about, uh, what about Kinder chocolate. Buenos? Have you seen? Do you see that? Like, what's the matter with like ordinary English chocolate? He's mad. What do you mean? Or, what was the first? Oh, oh, I said uh, cat shit chocolate. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, have you, do you see that picture doing the rounds over Christmas with someone taking <laughs> yes. a Toblerone and put yes. bits of Terry chocolate orange in it? Perfect. Amazing. Imagine yeah. that. Oh, I don't. I don't like orange chocolate. 
Yeah, I think, to be well, fair, Terry's like chocolate orange is I don't eat fruit with my chocolate. up there, I think, as well. Yeah. Toblerone's really oh, good. Oh, man, I could eat a Toblerone. Right, anyway, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is mine. Here we go. Forward. Um, this is from Daniel Taylor. Hi, Daniel. Uh, who says, last night, last week while discussing the Inside Lego show, which aired over Christmas, you mentioned that working for Lego might not be the dream job you'd expect it to be. Strip away some of the fun. Although Mr. Cooper did comment in that this bloody job has. <laughs> I was just wondering if it actually had. No, he's joking, I think. Um, did you feel the same way about films, games, too much now you work in the industry as you did when you just enjoyed them as a consumer? Does the job make you more excited for things because it opens doors? Um, like interviewing J.J. Abrams, John Boyega for Gav? Or does it become too much after a while and strip away some of the fun? Much love of the podcast. I don't think it strips away any of the fun. I think like now and again, like covering something for so long. Mm. Like I haven't had it that much with this, but like I remember, like I think I'd gone for Far Cry 3. Yeah. I went to like three preview events. Right. And I was, it seemed like I was covering that game every week. So yeah. by the time it came out, I was like, I can't be asked. Yeah. And that's like we've spoken about like, before, some of the IGN first stuff. Yeah. Is that oh, yeah, you, yeah. You do an entire month's worth of content. Yeah. It's like, oh, it can be I hard. Can't, I can't. But no, it's just still, yeah, we're ridiculously lucky. We've got one of the I've best got, It makes you a lot choosier about the kind of stuff. Like, I really only play stuff that I want to play more than anything else. Yeah. And uh, I guess similar to you and TV shows, mm. if it doesn't grab me right at the beginning, I'm not interested. Yeah, I think like Just fun. Cause, like, I would have stuck with Just Cause like, if I was a punter. Yeah. But now I'm like, there's other games that I can play. So, uh, yeah, I can't remember the last time I, I paid for a video game and as someone who, I think that's a massive thing. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, other I'm, than PlayStation Plus. I'm kind of the opposite. Yeah. I'm playing like way more games because like I have the option to be pickier, yeah. but now that like we get a lot of the like into the office, I, well, I just love got, video games. You've got like that helps. A ton of spare time. That's true. Yeah, spare like time. I barely talk to my three kids. So like <laughs> it's, it's great. I can just play games all day. Um, but no, I mean like it's great. Like getting games into the office and just being able to have them on your desk and have you know free roam with whatever you want. Because a lot yeah. of them would be games that maybe I'd want to play, but I don't necessarily have the money to play them yeah. or to, to buy the DLC. And for yeah. that to be something that you don't have to worry about it's great you get to play like loads and loads of games yeah. like games like battlefront i probably wouldn't have bought it and played it no. um but it's like one of my favorite games at the minute i love yeah. it yeah but i think yeah like yeah. talking about like, movies and going to see movies and stuff like that like i don't know you get paid to come into a room and talk about star wars for an hour i know that's pretty cool it's pretty sweet yeah yeah uh, last, last piece of feedback uh, is from another email from Levon Young. Uh, that was a name Such suggestion a name. for the podcast. Oh, so, thank you. Uh, it says, obviously, uh, we are the only IGN show not restricted to a single gaming platform. Yeah. Uh, or just comics or movies or whatever. We do everything. So never quite sure what they're going to get. So IGN Spectrum. Sounds a bit intense. I feel like we're just a Bond me think of retro games. Yeah. About a format that's been long since defunct. Yeah. What about... All platforms. Nope. Because it's like platform IGN gaming. Everything. I, okay. Nah. IGN all. IGN all. Sounds nah. kind of cool. IGN all. Ignore. I like um, Killing Time, which is why I I don't. With. Why? Sounds murderous. Aggressive. Sounds very aggressive. Gab. Time killers. That's all, you're just <laughs> changing the words around. Time wasters. Wasting. No, wasting. No, you're wasting. That's too, that's these are very negative too. connotations. Okay. We can't definitely can't call it anything to do with Duck Hunt. Yeah, we're not yeah, allowed. That really sucks. In fact, I shouldn't even say it. 
So no, see the word. Just a liability. Shoot me in the face. So. <laughs> That's annoying. Uh, duck killers. Yeah. No, we can't even call it, like duck hunting or anything like that. No. Duck murderers. No. No. Sparrow sorry. slayer. There you go. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but if you do have any ideas for something that we can call Keep the IGN coming. UK podcast, please let us know. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. Yeah. And that's it. Until next week. Adios. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.